I'm Anahi, award-winning U.S. and European certified floral designer, educator, and your host. If you are a florist, flower farmer, business owner, or simply a floral enthusiast, you are in the right place, my friend. I help you by providing insights to industry leaders and mentors through their stories, helpful tips, and tricks so that you too can take your floral business and design to the next level. I bring you the art and business of flowers. Welcome to the show. Hey there, welcome back to episode number, drum rolls please, 44. I know, right? Today's episode's guest is Sarah Campbell. Sarah and I have been friends for quite some time, you know, and we've known each other even longer than that. So I absolutely admire this girl. She is a business machine, if if that's even a thing, you know. I love bouncing off ideas from her because she is A, really passionate about her craft, right? She loves, loves, loves flowers. But besides that, she's also super passionate about business and also about helping others to succeed in their floral business. If you don't know who Sarah Campbell is, especially in the United States, you've been living under the rock, my friend, you got to check her out. She's got a ton of educational stuff going on on her website. I believe it's called Intrigue Teaches and no worries, there'll be links at the you know, below in in the show notes. So you will not miss any of this stuff. And, you know, in our own, our website, as well as the social media. But today we actually talked quite a bit about marketing strategies and we took a dive into TikTok, why TikTok is important for florists. Of course, that wasn't the only thing we've talked about. I mean, this is Sarah, we can talk for hours, you guys. But of course, we had to keep it to, you know, a smaller (laughs) chunks. So anyways, Dive in, listen in, and see what you can take out of this episode. I really enjoyed my conversation with Sarah. As always, I enjoy talking to this girl, so I hope you do the same. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys. So most of you know Sarah Campbell. For those of you who don't, well, go to the show notes and check out all her links, and you should really get to know her. So, Sarah, I've known you, I don't know, forever and ever, right? 10 years. At least 10 years 10 years or so, or maybe even a little more. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I love what you do. I love your energy. I love your smile. I love it all. Above everything else, the the thing that always stood out for me was your business sense, right? How business savvy you were and still are and how clear in your mission you've always been, right? You've always been passionate about flowers. You love flowers. My God, I know that. The world knows that. But above all, you always are very clear, listen, I got to make a living. Absolutely. So let me pause you because you just gave me way too much credit. You said I've always been passionate about the business and making money. But when I first started my business, I was just like most of the designers that step into flowers. I was just excited to learn this new craft and to design with flowers and play with flowers. And I have to say probably the first year or two of my business, I wasn't focused. It wasn't until I realized, oh my gosh, I love doing this. But I'm not only not making money, I'm losing money to go and do weddings for other people. Like I was a disaster. I had to figure out very quickly how I was going to make that a true business. And I, you know, I made a lot of mistakes, but once I realized that I, I, again, I had to make money, I started studying marketing and sales and, and I studied bookkeeping and 
I say I studied, like, I didn't go to school. Like, I literally drove to the library. This was forever ago. I drove to the library, and I loaded up these really heavy books into my little Ford Focus, little silver hatchback. It was my first, like, official car purchase. And I studied. Like, I studied both marketing, everything from how Microsoft and McDonald's marketed to Coke marketing. I started... Coca-Cola, just to be clear. <laughs> was not dealing, you guys, just for, you know, clarification. <laughs> uh, and then I, of course, like, I struggled the most when it came to accounting mm-hmm. and bookkeeping. Anyway, until there was a floral software to use, like, I really struggled. Once, I, once the softwares came about, that really organized that part of my mm-hmm. business. The marketing has been the one thing I've had to continue to stay on top of. And I feel like there are very few marketing companies that understand our floral niche. Like we are unique people. We are unique passion. We have a unique set of parameters when we're going out to find new business. And I tried so many times to connect with a marketing firm that could do that for me. And after wasting tons of money, I just made, I made myself learn it so I could do it myself. Mm -hmm. Well, you've been very generous in sharing a lot of that knowledge as well, you know, through when you hosted your the intrigue experience or your two days with intrigues programs and things like that so you know you've been around the block you know a time or two at this point right you've seen <laughs> the 2008 and 9 recession you lived through covid that's the one for the books for sure so i know so we survived 2020 you know, cheers mm-hmm. to that, right? So here we are, 2021. We're what? Like, uh, as we're recording this, we're a week into it. If uh, this week was the trial of 2021, I would push forward to go to 2022, but I think we can't. So we got to live through 2021. Oh, no, we can. There are going to be some great opportunities mm-hmm. in 2021. You know, I understand, like, there is some chaos out there. Like, it's clear. <laughs> yeah. I see it. Like, I've been on the internet in the last seven days. But whenever there is chaos, opportunity sprouts mm-hmm. up. And I feel like that's going to sound crazy, but I feel like 2021 is the wedding designers, event designers year. I might have to explain that more, but I really feel like it's going to be a great year. Okay. I, I, I won that explanation now. Okay. <laughs> All right. She wants it now. She's like, okay, I'm ready. All right. So here's my thoughts. So, you know, in 2020, we started, we saw the rise of the micro mm-hmm. wedding, which was something that every once in a while you'd see a small wedding, but really it was large big weddings where most of the dollars spent went to centerpieces for 20 tables, 30 tables, you know, 32 aisles needed up ties. And so the flowers and the decor was spread Mm. out. Now what's happened with these micro weddings is the two things have happened. The micro wedding has a smaller guest count and social media has given us this visual need to create beautiful spaces that are an expression of ourselves. That's what this generation, this wedding generation, this party throwing event generation is not only used to, but they're, they have this expectation. So we've, we're at a point where weddings are smaller and there's a larger drive for beautiful environments. People, not just people, couples, couples getting married, couples throwing a party. They understand creating that environment so they can showcase it. And on top of that, we've had all of 2020 where we haven't been able to connect with those loved mm-hmm. ones. So People that are coming together for these weddings, these small intimate events, these these over-the-top dinner parties, um, and these are happening. These are real things. They may only be happening with 8, 10, 20 people, but they are happening. And this 
in my previous experience as a floral, as a wedding designer, you would get these every once in a while. It was really exciting to get a small wedding that would give you enough budget to create these designs. Now, consistently, these are the kind of clients that we're mm-hmm. seeing. And it's not just me. I'm not just saying, you know, I'm Sarah Campbell of Intrigue Design. I was on Netflix, so I get to do these things. No, I'm talking about what I'm seeing happening with the other wedding designers within the Intrigue community, the designers that I'm mentoring, the designers that I've I've been connecting with over the mm-hmm. years. I'm watching them grow in this way. This is kind of this perfect storm of elements coming together. Now, on a whole, we're going to make less money this year. That definitely is my prediction. The retail floral businesses, they're going to make the most money um, because people are sending flowers now like never Mm -hmm. before. And, you know, I've turned my nose down and I apologize. I want to come right out and apologize. I've kind of turned my nose down at retail. Not that I ever thought it was too good for me, but I just didn't think it was worth it for Mm me. And now I'm like, oh, that would have been a great revenue stream (laughs) to have right about now. So, um, so anyway, so retail, I think is going to do really great. And the wedding designers that are focusing on creating these environments, creating these installations, creating these spaces that people can bring their guests together. And these guests for that short amount of time can forget about all the chaos and all the other things in the world. You know, they may be wearing a mask, but other than that, they can forget about the outside world. And that's really important. It's important for us to have that connection with people. So yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting year. And then, all right, I, I'm going to give you a second to talk. I feel like I'm oh, going no, too this far. Is, but this is great. Keep talking. <laughs> what I'm going right. to see is then these larger weddings, they are going to come back. I, I feel like we'll be in this micro wedding trend for the next two to four mm-hmm. years. We'll mm-hmm. be in those, those micro weddings. But the big weddings are going to oh, come yeah. back. You know what all these designers are going to have in common that have focused on these beautiful over-the-top micro weddings? They're going to have a amazing portfolio. They're going to have amazing experience working in beautiful large-scale designs in a smaller environment. So when it goes to those larger weddings, those are designers are going to be on top. So in 2021, the leading designers of 2024 and 2025 are going to be born. The designers are going to thrive through this, are going to make their mark this year. I think that's exciting. I think it that way. There. Yes. Now I'm excited. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk. Well, hang on. I'm going to pause and go back for a minute. You've been on a Netflix television show, girl. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. I want to talk to you about that, but later. Hang on. Let's 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 go into this route because this is just really interesting. So as you said, I mean, taking 2020 as sort of a blueprint for the next four years, if that makes any sense. Of course, I think masks are gonna go away sooner than that, but the economy is gonna take some time to recover, right? So, you know, I think that's where it is this I, I actually don't really like the micro term micro wedding. I like to call them more intimate weddings, but n- nevertheless, right? They're small weddings, right? They're micro weddings. Sure, why not? For the sake of argument. <laughs> right. Yeah, whatever you want to call them. But bottom line is they are smaller than they've ever been. But I think I agree with you. I mean the flower budgets didn't they got smaller but they didn't shrink to nothing because now all of a sudden they're looking for ways to make things much more special all of that is great but how do we then put all of that knowledge all of that lessons that we've learned in 2020 and project in the next two three four years and put that in marketing okay so before we even talk marketing let's talk revenue streams i think that's that's what a lot of designers really were missing in their business and i know i've been talking about revenue streams for a few years now so um this for those of you who've heard this this is repetition I, i feel like i harp on this but i do harp on revenue streams because 
what happens? And for those of you who don't know what revenue streams are, it's when you have multiple channels of income coming into one place, which would be your bank account is where you want all the money, right? So when you have multiple channels of this money coming into your bank account, then if one of those channels gets clogged, you still have other channels bringing mm-hmm. money in. So you're okay. And, you know, this year I even got scared. Like this is, I, I, I look back and I'm like, why was I so scared? So I have in my business multiple revenue chains. I'm very, I'm very forthcoming on what my revenue chains are. So I make money through uh, weddings, mm-hmm. of course. I make money through Pops of Plum, my sister mm-hmm. company. I make money through uh, workshops and classes. I make money through online classes. And um, we used to have a membership program. We don't anymore, but that was part of my revenue. And then, uh, of course, mentoring and coaching, that brings money in as mm-hmm. well. So I have these multiple revenue streams, weddings being one of them. So there's four other revenue streams there. And I got to tell you, when it was weddings and workshops that got clogged up in March when these quarantines mm-hmm. came in. So that was two of my revenue streams taken away. And I got really, really scared. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to make any more money. I'm sure I'm not alone in this mm-hmm. fear that, that, that I had. And it took me till about June. Till I realized, oh, wait, I've been able to pay my bills. Oh, wait, I have three other active revenue streams. And I had forgotten that I'd followed my own advice and made sure I had those multiple streams set up. So um, when it comes to marketing, first, I want people to look, how do I diversify my Mm -hmm. income? How do I make sure I have income coming from more than one place? And then you also want to do that diversifying of your marketing to make sure you are paying attention to your other streams. The best part about this is one stream can filter down and fill all the other streams, which is wonderful. So I put most of my time and attention for marketing into weddings and live workshops. Mm -hmm. Like when you see me talking about things, selling things, those are two things I talk about. And those two things help fill the other streams. So when I have the, the marketing going out to my two biggest revenue streams, and those revenue streams get clogged, well, that marketing has got to send that somewhere else, right? So that that revenue that would have gone through the weddings and the workshops is now going to go into my other my other streams. So for florists, that could be anything. Maybe it's you're going to carry a line of invitations. Maybe it's going to have retail. I now like highly suggest taking that, that retail route. Like if I ever said it may not be a good idea, I take it back wholeheartedly. <laughs> I will also never teach you retail because it was never something I excelled Mm -hmm. in. So, you know, there are multiple areas that wedding designers can and florists can Mm -hmm. build that revenue stream in. All right. So then let's talk about the marketing that goes into that. So I'm going to market, especially for these next couple of years, I'm not changing what I'm marketing for. And if you watch my social media, you watch the you know, Tree Teachers Wedding Community, you'll see I continue to talk about the same two things. I'm going to continue to talk and market weddings and our live workshops. Mm-hmm. Although for the past three months, all I've talked about was our virtual masterclass. <laughs> but don't worry, the live workshops will be back, guys. They're, they are my favorite because I get to see everyone and connect. So some of the ways we're going to touch on that marketing is going to be social mm-hmm. media. Now, I have this kind of eerie prediction that social media is going to also majorly change for us in the next 12 to 18 mm-hmm. months. Um, I don't even know what exactly this change is, but some big disruption is going to happen. Uh, So be prepared and have all your ducks in a row to do your marketing, but don't put a hundred percent in social media right now. And it kills me to say Mm -hmm. that. Um, Make sure you have that relationship 
with your wedding magazines right now. Uh, make sure you have your online advertising. Make sure you understand your SEO. And if you don't understand it, hire someone that can do this. Lots of virtual assistants that can do it. If I don't know how to do something, I reach out to Fiverr or Upwork. Those are two mm-hmm. sites. Um, I don't know if you had like your podcast, but those are two great sites for people mm-hmm. to have. Yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. resource to have. So you don't have to have as many employees of and course. stuff. Not that I don't love employees, but I just don't have enough work to have 37 employees. <laughs> But there are 37 jobs. Those of us running our own business, we all know we there's 37 jobs to do right. one job. All right. So then let's go back to social media marketing. We already talked about, you know, don't only lean on social media marketing because something's brewing and I want to make sure we have other marketing sources. Right. right now, the best source of social media marketing that I have seen is TikTok. Mm-hmm. And the floral world has not yet taken notice, mm-hmm. which a massive opportunity for you to be one of the first. So the, there is a younger generation on TikTok, but I'm not talking 12-year-olds. I'm talking this younger generation on TikTok is 18-year-olds to 24-year-olds, 24 to 30-year-olds, and then 30-plus. Like, there's a, a large amount of people there. I do believe the primary... Use of TikTok is still on the younger in that 18 to 24 age bracket. Uh, Don't quote me on that, but that's kind of what my gut feeling is just from watching. The reason I think it's so important for you to be there as a designer is because I have watched as my business has grown. So my business started before social media existed. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's not true. There was MySpace was around when my business started. There was no Pinterest. There was no Facebook. There was no Instagram. And what I watched happen as each social media came in, um, well, let me just tell my own story. So my business was never on MySpace. I was barely, but my business never was. Facebook, I caught on to really early. And it was when my business was in its younger years. And I saw that I could very easily connect with my audience. And Facebook was pushing business information out, especially mm-hmm. when I first launched their business pages. They really wanted to differentiate people from a personal account via a business account. So for like four years, they just pumped our business information out there for free. That was four years of the most amazing marketing. And if you want to know how Intrigue Design really showed up, it's because of Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. (laughs) Like that's what did it. So thank you, Mark. Um, (laughs) But what happened was, you know, that Instagram came out and And we started to see a decline in communication for our business accounts on Facebook. This did not have anything to do with Instagram at the time. Um, And then as I'm watching that decline, I'm seeing this new social media platform, Instagram. And at first I was like, oh, I can't handle another one. I'm I'm doing okay here. It's slowing down, but I'm still rocking it. And then it started to get slower and slower and slower. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to business? All of my marketing was Mm -hmm. focused on this one platform. So then I decided, okay, I need to jump over. I need to get on this Instagram bandwagon. So I think I was about two years behind mm-hmm. on Instagram. Can you imagine if I started at the beginning? So uh, so then I started to build on Instagram and I was like, this is great. This is like Facebook used to be. Like my business is getting pushed out. This is fantastic. Um, and now, of course, it's pay to play over mm-hmm. on Facebook. So really the only time your business page is going to get attention is going to be when um, you're putting money into Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook. Like. I feel like I paid Mark so much at this point that we should be on first name basis. (laughs) And if anyone doesn't know, Mark Zuckerberg owns Facebook. I am working Instagram as my business marketing. Uh, I, of course, I I was very good after Facebook slowed. I never again put all my marketing in one place. Mm -hmm. Um, I have diversified my marketing consistently from this. Uh, But I do... 
continued to put a, a pretty good focus on Instagram during this time. And that really helped to build my business. It helped to get the eyes where they needed. Uh, and those of you who've been following me for years, um, you've watched this growth, I'm sure. And it's been exciting. So thank you for being along this crazy social media ride with me. Okay, so then let's let's fast forward to where we are right now. Instagram has been changing. Mm-hmm. And these changes, and it's struggling because it's trying to do too many things right now. It's like you go onto Instagram, you're like, what am I doing? Am I reeling? Am I storying? And am I posting? Like, there's just so many things happening Mm -hmm. there. And I can see that struggle. I also saw a significant reduction in the amount of interactions Mm -hmm. on my feed. Um, now that being said, like, I don't want to cry because only 30,000 people saw the video. Like, <laughs> I understand there's no reason to cry. But that is a reduction from what I was seeing previously. Mm-hmm. So as I'm seeing that, I'm like, okay, I need to keep my eyes out on what the next element is. Now, I discovered Instagram for my business because I listened to my middle school daughter, who is now about to turn 23 years old. <laughs> So it was her and a friend in the back seat talking about Instagram. I'm like, okay, if they're so excited about this, and they were excited about it for weeks or mm-hmm. months of me mm-hmm. listening, I said, okay, now that I need to make a change and I need to add something to Instagram, what is the younger generation doing? What are they using? Um, and I did check out Twitch, which is like this this game streaming thing. Yeah, not not <laughs> for us. What else? I checked out a few different social media avenues and then about january last year i landed onto tiktok mm-hmm. and that was because my son who was a junior in high school now he him and his friends were talking about it so of course i went and checked it out first of all it's wildly entertaining <laughs> and i saw that businesses were growing on there so i started to follow these businesses and i noticed a mm-hmm. lack of large corporations large companies and I thought, well, that's strange. Maybe this isn't any good. If no big companies are are on right. here, maybe this, I really want to talk to my floral industry about things. So just to be clear, I don't give information quickly when I learn it. I learn the information. I settle on it. I watch it. I make sure it really does work for me. And I even like, well, there's a few designers I work with. I'll connect with them and get them to try these, these marketing things out, see if it works for them too, before I start sharing it to the masses of mm-hmm. designers because I don't want to point people in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. right? So, so I didn't talk about TikTok right away. I, I continued to watch and played with it and tried to get used to how, to how to work the platform. And as I continue to go on, I then start seeing these bigger companies pop in and I'm seeing lots of success, Uh, success from small companies that were able to get a platform and get some great marketing attention to sell their products and services, Mm -hmm. just like I saw with Facebook and just like I saw with Mm -hmm. Instagram. That was a light for me. And then I saw big, big corporations coming in like Cheerios. Okay, I can't think of any other big corporation besides Cheerios. But must be hungry. Uh, but there is lots of corporations that have come in, and in addition to corporations, we're seeing mainstream celebrities mm-hmm. that so the celebrity has changed. Celebrities are now built on social media. Celebrities are no longer defined by the big mm-hmm. screen. You know, I don't know that we'll ever see that type of celebrity again. So I'm starting to see celebrities that have been legends in my mind now using TikTok the same way that the average Joe Mm. is using TikTok to build their brand. Mm -hmm. So 
People are coming into this platform like never before, but florists have still not jumped on it. There are a few florists out there that I've seen that have really done some great work, but I gotta say there's probably only a handful. I could probably count them on two hands that have really owned TikTok. Mm. If this is, if you want to use social media to build your business, this is going to be game changing. In fact, everyone listening, if you could make a note right now, I don't know what today is because we're in these COVID times where we don't actually go out of the <laughs> house. It's all the same day. Uh, yeah, all the same day. But make it out in your calendar and go check out TikTok. Build your business platform on there. It's very easy. You put a picture in, you put your website in and a little bit of information about yourself. Literally, literally it's a sentence. And you don't even have to post right away. Just Take a look and see what's happening on the platform. Maybe give yourself a week to get used to the mm-hmm. platform. Maybe just 30 minutes a day. Set an alarm to start and stop 30 minutes a day to understand the platform. And then just start posting whatever you want. Doesn't even have to be good. Short video clips. It could be you just spinning that bouquet around. It could be just you unpackaging your flowers. It doesn't have to be complicated. Just start using it to get mm-hmm. used to it. You're then Start to see what your audience likes to likes to watch. Now it's not right. new, right? It's not as important in the beginning that this was not intended to be a TikTok lesson. Hey, stop and I have questions, <laughs> so go on. <laughs> it's not important in the beginning that you are perfect at this or you're connecting with the right audience. What you're doing in the beginning is you're just starting to build a following that's interested in flowers. Now, TikTok just opened their marketing, their business platform, and it is very, very new. Um, and it actually is a little bit difficult right now. Uh, I don't even use the paid advertising for TikTok yet, uh, just because it's a little more complicated than my brain can handle with everything else I've changed this year. So right now, I'm in that same phase where I'm just starting to build an audience that is interested in flowers. And once you get to that point, once you get where you have that audience build, then you can really focus down and using some of the same strategies you use on Instagram to grow your Mm -hmm. business, you can implement those same strategies on TikTok and continue to grow and move forward. And the other great thing about TikTok is it doesn't have the same ownership as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. What do you mean by that? So um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, I believe, is all owned by the same corporation, right? Twitter is different. Mm-mm. It's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is separate from what I know. But I mean, I'm not an expert. Okay. When I hang out with them next time, I'll ask. Yeah, I <laughs> For me, Facebook and Instagram, I do right. know are both under the same ownership. And if big changes happen there, we're not going to see the same exact changes happening over on TikTok because it's different ownership. So I think it's important that we do divide that. And then Pinterest, I don't know who owns Pinterest. I feel like that's uh, also I feel owned. like that has to do with Google somehow and I don't know how. And I am pretty sure I am 50% wrong. So we're going to take the 50% right. It is not owned by Zuckerberg that I know, that I'm aware of. So... I'm not educated enough to talk on that conversation. So right. I'm like, me neither. So let's, but I do think it is owned by, by a different person. Like it is separate entity, essentially, if that makes any sense. All right. Let me talk on one more thing before, and I'll take your questions. So across whatever social mm-hmm. media platform you want to use, there is one design element this year that is going to get your business attention. And that is floral installations, floral sculptures. That is going to, we saw it start with the Netflix, with Big Flower Fight. That caught a lot of attention with big, large flowers 
We've seen it sweep through the wedding industry. We've seen it sweep through backdrops for public events. And this year, people want to see that. They're not getting out to these events to see these live things. They want to see what you're doing, and it is going to wow them. So I want to see everyone really focused on floral installations this year. I want to come back to TikTok, but is um, are, is is there a second uh, season coming up? Are they casting for it? Are they doing second season? Do you know that are you aware of? I hope they do, you know? So, well, Netflix never does a season one without a plan for season two. Uh, okay, well, that makes me feel better. This well, year has been a lot, so... Um, I can't tell you everything that's that's kind of happened, but it's an international program. And international travel is not happening. Hopefully, it's not 100% off the table. Got it. I don't work okay. for Netflix. so. Well, <laughs> I, I really hope they continue with that. But I want to go back to this whole social media spider web. To me, it, it all feels like that a little bit sometimes. It is overwhelming at times. But I feel like piece it out is where it all starts making sense. So to me, Facebook and Instagram and now TikTok is kind of doing the same thing. It, the question is, who's next, right? And Pinterest kind of it's been its own thing. I mean, Pinterest kind of did that a little bit too, but they all kind of follow the same pattern. I feel like they all attend the same convention or have the same coach or something. Um, You know, it is the ultimate blueprint of the ultimate membership plan, if you will think about it for a minute. I'm going to give this to you for free. Okay. I'm going to make your life beautiful. There's rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and every day and angels singing and whatnot or fairies or whatever. I don't know. Um, You get the picture. And you're all in it, yes. right? You're excited and you're getting rewarded for your participation. And then all of a sudden they go, whoops, not anymore. Now you got to pay for this one. You liked it, didn't you? But you like, did you like it enough to pay for it? In- Facebook did that. Well, Facebook bought Instagram. Of course, they followed the same business model for Instagram. They did that. Yeah. And then, and we're seeing that, right? I mean, there's this big faucet that gets opened up in your business and it just keeps pouring in and then boom, it just stops in a day. Not even slowly, like yeah. in a day. Day. It's like someone just shut the doors at your business and put like a ball and chain on it, and you cannot. Like, it's like, what the heck? So then, and you can't be mad about it because you were using this for free. Yeah. And there's no notifications coming up saying, hey, policy change over here. And you're like, what just happened? Let me discover. And then everybody starts, all this brainiac starts talking to each other and everybody's freaking out. And then we find out what happened like a month down the road. Like, you know, in any case, we'll figure out the ways to get around it or whatever. At the end of the day, it is all a marketing plot. It is all, it is a business for them as well. We got to think about it. So one thing I want to like clarify, Facebook is business. It is a free platform for us to goof around, but it is a business, you guys, which is why you see those ads, which is why that faucet got turned off once you got the taste of it. Same as Instagram. So now TikTok is essentially doing very much the same thing. How drastic that faucet turn off is going to be, who knows? But I agree with you, um, Sarah, on that, that perhaps we should explore. I am just as guilty. I set up my account. I play with it. I'm like, oh, this is fun. But yeah, yeah, how many balls can I juggle, you know? And at the same time, you know, if you make one content and you post it on your Instagram reels or whatever, you can take that same thing and put it on TikTok or vice versa. So you don't, like you said, spend your bouquet or whatever. I agree with you. I think I am going to take your word and I'm going to take your advice and I'm going to experiment with that. I'll, you know how that works out. I am very curious about it. My question is though, what is the next thing? Or are we sort of going to 
shift gears into Facebook. Because what I'm seeing is it kind of age demographic followed, right? Facebook was like the hot thing for 20, 20 to 30 year olds at that time when it first became a thing. They never left Facebook. They stayed on Facebook, except they're 40 now, okay? Instagrammers started at 18 or whatever. They're getting married and having children now. They never left Instagram. What I'm trying to say is, are we following, you know, the same sequence here? So it's the same thing is happening on TikTok. Those 18, 20-year-olds are not leaving TikTok. It's way too much fun. Here's the thing. This is what is interesting about TikTok. Not only has TikTok taken its it's following. This is why this is so important for our floral world. Um, not only is TikTok taking its following, it's already built, right? There's those those committed, mm-hmm. loyal TikTokers. Right. It also has taken a big market share of Instagram because mm. Instagram started changing the way it was filtering information, making it more difficult. Most people were looking for something. And what happens when you're in that relationship and you're looking for something different, something better, but you're in that same boring relationship and then this fancy, beautiful face shows up that says all the right things. That's what TikTok did. <laughs> so, you mean to say that TikTok is the mistress or the that just, you know, people cheated on Instagram with? Got it. Okay. TikTok is the mistress that you married. Got it. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. I can I see the relationship now. How but it makes sense, right? How is this flower podcast going in this direction? I don't know. <laughs> By the way, we're not giving marital advice. So, no. <laughs> full, full disclosure here. Maybe but think about it, though. It is, it is interesting. What I'm trying to say is I do – this is the thing that I can say that I personally am seeing in a dental realm, which is weird. So you think florists are behind stuff? Pfft, look at dentists. I mean, they don't have time for this stuff. Like to them, it's very different, right? Right. It's not artistic enough per se, whatever the case might be. But in any case, what I am seeing is younger generation becoming interested in Facebook because grandma's interested in Facebook. It's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre, but they're interested in Facebook. So what I'm trying to understand is, are we going to have these platforms for a long time? And they're just like much like fashion. Every every generation, they're just going to keep swapping roles? Or is there another one that's going to come and like bury these this ones and take over? I have no clue. <laughs> I honestly don't either. But, uh, but I think it's I like kind of a good thing that these people are on multiple platforms. Right. So, and in, in marketing, you know, you need to be seen so many times. Right. So you can have the same plat. And I do this, actually. You can have the same content through all three platforms. Now, you right. if, and I, I encourage everyone to watch. Like, look at what I'm doing. Um, I don't even care if you copy what I'm doing. Like, go for it. But what I do is I take the same content on Facebook the same mm-hmm. content on TikTok and on Instagram, and I just flop them around. So I'm not sharing them all at the same time. Although sometimes I get lazy and sometimes I do share at the same time. Uh, you don't have to be creating something new and different for everything. So mm-hmm. don't don't like overstress yourself about that. Um, right now, video is king. It's been king for a while. Uh, photos mm-hmm. are lovely. Take them if you want them. But when you want to share something, share your videos. That's what's getting attention. And I think Instagram is partly responsible for the fact that video is so important because, you know, with Instagram, everyone edited, made everything just perfect. Perfect Mm. and no longer what the world wants. They want real. They want to see what it really looks like. And it's not as easy to edit 
videos. Like, trust me, I tried. <laughs> so videos are going to show what that really looks like. And people right. want that. They crave that authenticity. So keep taking mm. videos, guys. Even if you don't know what you're going to do with them, just keep taking videos. Load that phone up. I'm running out of memory. I know that. Um, <laughs> I run out of memory every week. Yeah, right. I, it's funny. Every time they come up with a new phone, I wait like two years. I'm not the one who goes and buys the next iPhone or whatever. Like I usually like run my phones like three years or two years. Depends on like how fast I run the memory. And I go and buy the biggest memory and I crash that. And then I go into the next biggest memory. I just upgraded my computer and I got the biggest memory that they have. You know, the terabyte is what we're talking now. I mean, I remember the days when we were talking gigabytes. And I'm like, what is that? They're like, oh, there's a terabyte? What? So soon enough, we're going to have a phone that's going to have a terabyte. Mark my words. <laughs> Probably within the next whatever, a few generations, I think. Anyways, or if it's not here already. It's crazy. But I do have a question about the TikTok. I want to kind of go back for a minute. So you've been playing with TikTok for about a year. I mean, kind of playing with it as in like you're testing things out. Have you seen any kind of consistencies that you can share as in like, you know, with Instagram when it came out, let me just kind of draw a parallel. Perhaps this will help you understand what I guess what I'm asking because um, I don't even know how to ask the question. <laughs> uh, are they are, are they characteristics that we should be aware of? I guess is what I'm sure. asking, right? So like Instagram was like every however many whatever, right? There were times and this and that and all this nonsense. Is It's not nonsense. It's, it's all really yeah. good stuff. But I mean, in this context, you get what I'm saying. Does TikTok have those kind of situations? Does TikTok have those analytics and things like that that we should or the listeners should be aware of. So you can look at your analytics on TikTok. And of course, I study this, like I'm trying to get a PhD in it. Okay. <laughs> and as I'm looking at these analytics, mm -hmm. I'm hearing people say, oh, you have to make sure so many people are online when you post, you have to post at this time, you have to post at this repetition, you have to like stay off. Like I hear all of these things that kind of feel like old wives tales for TikTok. Right. And here's what I have noticed in my analytics. I get the best interactions when I post consistently, mm. whether that be once a week or once a day. I see. But when I post consistently, that seems where I get the best interactions. I also have found that I need to post four to six pieces of content that are just giving beauty away, giving a quick tip away, giving some information away, giving a beautiful, inspiring bouquet not physically away, but in a video format away. Right. And then about every six, and then I compare that with something that advertises my business in a fun and playful way. So TikTok is not the place that you can like throw up an ad that you made and you're going to place that same ad all the time. Uh, you've got to be a little bit more creative. Uh, so for anyone that feels like this is overwhelming, because this is more work. TikTok is more work than Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you feel like oh, it's overwhelming, I want you to take 30 minutes every day of your work days, however many days a week you work. I work seven, just saying. 30 minutes a day. 30 minutes a day to explore the platform. And, you know, it, it to me, it seems like consistency is the key in about everything, whether it's working out, eating healthy, doing your marketing, social media, whatever. I, it just seems like that that's a word that just, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. It just keeps coming up. So, you know, to me, it sounds like it is a worth, it is definitely a platform worth exploring. And especially it is such a visual platform. And 
this is what we do. We create visual art. <laughs> it definitely is a visual platform. So right. um, back to the 30 minutes a day, like you were right. It's it's like anything. Consistency will, will get you to where you want to be. Um, with the 30 minutes in the beginning, start just looking at it. And then mm-hmm. take that 30 minutes a day. And it's all, that's the only time I want you to think about TikTok is for that 30 minutes. Set your alarm and only do it for 30 minutes. But it should take you no more than 30 minutes to make one post. When you get to that, it will take you seconds to make a post. But in the beginning, it might take you half an hour to make one post because I know we second guess ourselves in the beginning, but take that time, that 30 minutes a day to focus on it. And Mm. don't hold yourself to some high accountability, like just make sure you do it for 30 minutes and let it come natural. Because if you're going to use this as a marketing platform, you want this to be as easy and as natural as possible. So Mm -hmm. give yourself the time. I would say give yourself 30 minutes a day for 30 days and you'll be in a good rotation to where you've learned how to create quick, easy content for your business. Mm -hmm. Sarah, well, we need to do a second episode um, so we can talk about the show because I really want to talk to you about the show. (laughs) But I think this was a good recap place where I mean if anything that we've learned from 2020 is keep doing what you're doing I mean crank out your tighten up your systems and protocols and all of these things right know what you're really doing what the message is and so on but do not stop marketing I've seen a lot of people kind of pulling back a little bit because of the fear fear of investing and things like that and platforms such as TikTok for example I feel like we've talked about it so much but I feel like it's 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 kind of important it is free right now it's free all it's going to cost well it's not free let's face it it's going to cost you some time I feel like we've all been gifted some, with some extra time recently <laughs> oh we have most certainly been gifted you- extra time <laughs> Let me add to what you just said, because this thought popped into my head, and I think it's really important, and we don't hear it enough. If your business is starting to slow down, this is a time that your marketing needs to pick up. So Mm -hmm. this time when you're like, oh, what do I do? I can't watch any more Netflix, unless you're watching Big Flower Fight over and over again, then I approve. (laughs) During this time, we we have less that we have to take care of. Mm -hmm. I want all that time pulled into your marketing. Make sure you're better at your marketing. Build your portfolio. Build that presence. Because when this opens back up, and it will. I don't know when or how, but it will. I want you to be on top of it. I want this floral industry to be booming. Ditto. Same here. <laughs> I'm all for all good things floral. So Sarah, I know most everybody who listens to this podcast, I hope most everybody who listens to this podcast knows who you are. But, you know, just in case if they don't, where they can find you. Ah, all right. So if I, it's funny when you say that on heat, I'm like, wow, how would everyone like, know who oh, I want? You know me. Come on. <laughs> I often forget the things that I do. Like I forget I was on Netflix. I forget that I run a wedding community on Facebook. Um, the Intrigue Teaches Wedding Community of over 8,000 designers. Uh, <laughs> find me on Instagram. On Instagram, we are Intrigue underscore designs. Uh, also at Intrigue Teaches if you want to learn about the workshops and classes. Uh, and then you can also on TikTok. It's the same handle as Instagram, Intrigue underscore design. And then if you want to look at my website, oh, I've got multiple websites you could look at. But uh, if you want to see both my wedding work and the uh, um, educational classes and, and workshops, you can go to intrigue-designs 
or of course, Intrigued Teaches if you want to sign up for the Floral Installation Masterclass or Intrigued Experience in 2022 or one of the installation workshops in November. Um, all that is right there. Fantastic. And don't worry, you don't have to write any of those things down. I got you covered. It'll all be in the show notes. So we're all set, Sarah. It's always fun chatting with you. You know that. You and I can sit there and talk forever. <laughs> I know. So till we chat again, let's make the next one about the big flower fight because I really want to know all about it. Ooh. I am so excited that now we have officially two flower shows on Netflix and HBO Max. That is yeah, that's, I'm very excited about what's happening with HBO Max. Me I, too. Yeah. I am like, cannot wait till the second one comes out. Like, just yeah. cannot wait. I'm dying. I know when the first one came out, it was really difficult for a lot of people to watch it because the platform hadn't yet gone to a mainstream, but now it's it's on a more mainstream platform and everyone oh, yeah. So yes, I am crazy excited about uh, Full Bloom. Oh, me too. All right, guys. Well, for those of you who are listening... Don't know Sarah, check out the show notes, check out all of her social media platforms and make sure you watch the big flower fight to cheer her on. It is worth watching if you haven't seen it. But other than that, Sarah, I'm going to say bye until we talk again. That was it, you guys. Till I see you next time. And if you end up creating a TikTok account and want to explore this, be sure to follow Sarah and me, Viva La Flora Live and Intrigued Teaches. I'll talk to you next time. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week.